0: Our executive producer Adam Gobeski suggested we watch the movie Dark Star from 1974, uh, one of John Carpenter's earlier films, but we decided to go about 14 years in the future and watch They Live instead.
1: Welcome to the show, Cinematic Respect, where we trick our friends into watching movies that they haven't seen before for some odd reason, and they come on the show and we talk about it, and uh, they gain our respect, and we all gain respect for the film.
0: Do we trick our friends?
1: <laughs> I, I, I do.
0: Okay. I don't know what you're doing. I haven't been done, doing that so far. I've been actually kind of upfront with what the physics <laughs> expected of them, but... Uh,
1: That's fair. Fine.
0: <laughs> hey, Jessica. Yes, Charlie. Do you, do you have any bubblegum?
1: Hold on. Let me check. <laughs>
0: You know, I want to be careful how you answer that question.
1: <laughs> you, you know, I'm fresh out.
0: <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> that's too bad. I, well, we've got a podcast to get to. So I guess that's another thing that I've actually come here to do. <laughs> so when I'm all out of other things to do, I'm going to kick some ass. But I guess let's record this episode. Let's, let's do
1: this episode first.
0: <laughs> the movie that our guests chose to watch this week was the 1988 film They Live.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: So the main character doesn't actually have a name throughout the entire movie. I
1: noticed this. He's
0: credited as... George. Yeah. Yeah. George Nada, yeah. I believe. And it's played by Rowdy Roddy Piper, the <laughs> WWF star from the 1980s. Um, and he is a drifter who is uh, looking for a job. He drifts down to LA and uh, gets a construction job meets up with Frank, played by Keith David, who shows him to a shantytown, because apparently uh, this is in the near future where uh, there's been an economic downturn and there are quite a bit of people who are homeless and need a community to live in. So, Rowdy (laughs) rowdy. I don't know. I'm going to refer to him the rest of the episode. I think you
1: just call him Roddy. We Roddy. know he's Rowdy. Okay, yeah. There, there's there's a pretty significant fight scene. We know he's Rowdy. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, Roddy meets up with an underground resistance network that has actually made has actually made sunglasses with special lenses that allow them to see that aliens have taken over the Earth and are using subliminal messaging via a TV station transmitter. To uh, disguise themselves in front of humans and take over the upper levels of the government and the society, I yeah, mean, society really, in general, and become yeah. very rich,
1: very and rich, very powerful.
0: And it's up to Roddy and Frank and Holly, played by Meg Foster, to, I guess, destroy the whole alien conspiracy.
1: It's it's something.
0: Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much that's pretty much it.
1: That's pretty much it. You're right. <laughs>
0: So the person who's chosen the movie for this week is our good friend, Justin Sills. Welcome to the program, Justin. Thanks for having me. So you hadn't seen this movie previous to this watching, right? Right. So did you have any idea what it was supposed to be? <laughs> did you know what you were in for?
2: No. I knew that Ra- Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> was in it, and I knew the line um the the main line the you know iconic line about kicking ass and chewing bubble gum (laughs) that's all i knew because somebody at work had talked about it and that's that's enough for me so
0: let's do this yeah for a long time i mean i knew that line existed but i just assumed it was from somewhere else i had no idea it was from this movie and so i watched it for the first
2: time yeah and i just
0: i had to see it i'm like well
2: again that's enough for me there's got to be more to it but that's enough
1: yeah, I will openly admit, this is also my first viewing that I had not previously seen this movie. And yeah, it was, I had very, very little idea of what I was getting into. And yeah, it's just, there aren't words. You need to see it. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it.
0: Oh, so that's a positive <laughs> well, review then.
1: Well, I'm not even sure that it it's necessary. like you're like, oh my gosh, this is a great film. My life has changed. Absolutely not. But it is, it is entertaining. And it, I think it would be best seen, best viewed with others. Where there's alcohol involved.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think any of my viewings has been like that. I think they've all been just by myself watching it on my laptop. Is that sad?
1: It's a little sad, Charlie.
0: <laughs> Yet, I still love this movie in so many ways. And I, I guess we'll talk a little bit later about why, why that is. It's actually a little bit confusing why someone would love this movie as much as I do. But I actually wanted to start out with a personal story about it. This is one of the reasons I love this oh, I movie. I wish I
1: had some like really serious music to play in the background while you tell your, <laughs> your, your personal story.
0: We could play some of the John Carpenter music for <laughs> There you movie. go. <laughs> <Ba-dong-bong>. <laughs> 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 it's like the same theme the whole time. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So Jessica and I are both medical physicists. Nerds. Yes, I know. And one of the things that we eventually have to do as part of our job is to get ABR- certified so the american board of radiology certifies us the third part of it's an oral exam it's really very intense intense yes so you're in a room with different examiners for three hours and basically telling them everything you know about your field yeah they just one-on-one
1: questioning just hammering away at you Sounds and there's great. only
0: one. Yeah, there's only one place in the country you can go to do it. And it's in Louisville, Kentucky.
1: It's actually going on this very weekend. I just want to point that out. Oh, is it? My coworker is taking her exam tomorrow.
0: Oh, well, good luck at to her. the
1: very creepy hotel where it is hosted.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is a creepy one. I, <laughs> I I don't think I actually stayed there for. I think it was. Oh, a I didn't stay hotel. there.
1: It was way too creepy to stay there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's a podcast that I've been listening to for a long time. It's called film sack I'd recommend it go check it out film sack but the movie that they had decided to recommend that exact week that I had to take my exam was this movie so I had never seen it and I always would watch it before I would listen to the podcast mm-hmm. so I went to Louisville I hold myself up in a room for an entire day before the exam so I'd all I'd been doing from like 6 o'clock in the morning until 12 noon was just studying physics and this is how I decided to take my break and I was just so <laughs> utterly delighted <laughs> Just imagine studying for six hours and then watching this and what a relief that would be. I can't believe
1: yeah. you took a break.
0: Yeah, I know. I was glad that I did. It was
1: I feel like this is this was the smart play though. Um I did not take a break. I, I don't have any touching stories about about watching anything when I was taking boards, but yeah. <laughs> this this definitely would have been kind of surreal. In the, in the state of mind that you're in while yeah. you're while you're cramming yeah, last minute cramming for a big scary oral exam.
0: Do you have any special stories about how you watch this, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I... I'm sure
2: few people do. No, uh, yeah, much much like you, I was I was alone, and there was alcohol, so yeah.
1: <laughs> so you <laughs> got half it. the equation. Yeah, right? you had
2: yeah, one worked, of the two work. required yeah. things. Yeah. So I, the next I, time I, with people,
1: I did the same thing. I watched it alone, but I I did I did have some alcohol. It was not bad gotta have it so, so not having not not a being a guy <laughs> or b ever having heard about this movie before I, I didn't know anything about rowdy Roddy piper so i come into this completely wide-eyed and i'm watching this and i'm like who's this guy who's overly ripped <laughs> 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 with his mullet but i mean it, there's just you know he's he's clearly a wanderer he's you know shiftless or whatever but yeah for some reason or other at some point he has a reason to take his shirt off and you're like hmm, you are disproportionately muscled <laughs> relative to everybody else in this movie.
0: Yeah, I wasn't really a WWF watcher back when I was a kid. <laughs> were you, Justin? I was, yeah. <laughs> so you already knew who he was? I did, yeah. It uh, must uh, have been even more surreal watching
2: this, uh, knowing who he is, right? Yeah, and you know, just in the brief conversation before, we were talking about how I didn't even know he was an actor. I'm doing air quotes here, actor.
0: <laughs> because
2: clearly if you've seen this movie, you know what I mean by that. <laughs> and I don't know if he's done, has he done other things? I don't even know.
0: The things that I recognized that he had done was, uh, I guess he was in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, playing a wrestler. Nice. You <laughs> a voice on Adventure Time. He had to oh, dig once. deep
1: for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Most of his credits on IMDb are, Wrestling pay-per-view yeah, events yeah. and videos. That's how
2: I know him. But this was
0: a nice treat. <laughs> John Carpenter specifically requested him to, to really? do this. Yes,
1: I did not know that. Well, wow. yeah,
0: I don't. You wouldn't choose him for his acting ability. No. I guess. <laughs> well, his <laughs> wrestling acting ability, right? Because there's, there's something there. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's
1: maybe that's why the fight sequence had to be so long. Uh I mean, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that more later. But I'm just saying that it just it went on and on and on. And in retrospect, now thinking about it, there were some there's some wrestling moves.
0: Yeah, and I was wondering Mm -hmm. whether Keith David actually had any wrestling experience there either. Yeah, but looking back, I don't think he did. I think he's just a good actor.
1: (laughs) He might (laughs) actually be willing to do an
0: extended fight. Actually,
1: be a good actor. Yeah,
0: just a (laughs) long sigh. Okay, fine. Let's do it.
2: I think I think Roddy probably held out and said, okay, John, the only way I'm doing this is if there's a 20-minute fight scene. You know, that's the only way. That had to be it.
0: So that's actually one of the most iconic parts of this movie is that fight scene. It's been... I know South Park did an episode where they... I don't know. I wouldn't say it was shot for shot, but a complete remake of the entire scene, like the exact length with really? the exact same fight moves. Yes. God bless them. Yeah, I know. Right? Somebody had to That do had it. to be...
1: Time consuming.
0: Oh yeah, with yeah. little pieces of the cardboard, right? <laughs> actually it was probably after they started using Digital. CG. But yeah. Still. Those guys are workaholics. That's yeah, crazy. I do. But yeah, so Rowdy Roddy Piper's in this. Um Keith David is in this. I love Keith. I really
1: like Keith David. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like there's any one film or any one thing I've seen him in television series or anything like that where I'm like, oh, that's Keith David. But right. watching it, I was like, I recognize this guy. I've seen him in several things and he's actually Probably the only person in the film who's a decent actor.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I this was the movie that I decided to figure out who he was the first time I watched. It's like, I've seen him everywhere. I like him. Who is this? Mm-hmm. So now every time I see him, I recognize him and mm-hmm. I can name him. But up until this point I couldn't. I was like, All right, well you're deserving of my attention, I suppose, after yeah. that fight scene. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He he held his own. He held his own.
0: He did. They both surprised me. <laughs> well, maybe not Roddy, but Keith, yeah,
1: definitely. But I mean, I mean, how many times did he like knee him in the groin? I mean, oh. it was like five, six times. I'm like, I don't know how you got up, man. <laughs> I mean, not not having testicles myself, I can't speak to it, but I would have to say I was surprised he got up.
0: <laughs> or you think the scene's over, like one person's on the ground and they're yes. completely exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> and the other person starts to walk off, but no, start wailing on him. Got my eighth <laughs> wind here. We still got three more minutes of
1: this. <laughs> I, I I thought it was over. Easily four or five times. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I thought here. wrong. Yeah. I thought wrong, dude.
0: <laughs> but uh, I was looking up the trivia on, I think, IMDb about Keith David, and I was looking at his quotes, and this was obviously somebody trolling, like the quotes for IMDb, because every single quote is about the animated series from the '90s, Gargoyles. <laughs> he did a voice for gargoyles oh
1: he did
0: and every single quote is keith david saying something about gargoyles (laughs) and how it's like the best experience he ever had which may be true but i imagine he said other things in his life other than that
1: oh my gosh that's so funny because i was too old to like watch the show but i remember one of my nephews when he was like three or four going as a gargoyle for halloween so i do know (laughs) what you're talking about (laughs) So I mean, Charlie, you gave a good synopsis. I think I think we kind of get the, the general broad strokes of this movie. But um, I also just want to point out, like watching it now, watching it in in 2017, really feeling the 80s, like the, how heavily oh, yeah. the, the the day and age. Uh, really contributed to this film. Um, I mean, you really have... um, They spend a lot of time showing television commercials, showing a lot of consumerism, people really caring about shallow things, about hair and makeup and clothes, fashion, um, looking, the appearance of wealth, uh, expensive vehicles, homes. Uh, The one time that we do go to um, the character Holly, we go to her house. You know, she has this beautiful home in L.A. that had to have been crazy expensive. And she has, you know, leather... Couches and that stupid glass... Square brick tile crap that was everywhere in the eighties. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> so you know that this woman makes money. Like this is clearly this is a swanky place.
0: She had that nice view over the hill that she yes. got to push him out. Push the him out the window. Yeah. I mean,
1: that was a nice view he saw on the way down. But yeah. anyways, so you have you have that kind of juxtaposed with um, everybody who's who's having hard times in the eighties. So I feel like you know in the eighties you have uh, this rise of consumerism. You have way more people investing. You have this huge idea of like the stock market. You have Reagan economics. Um, And so you see kind of this um, greater divide, I think, between the wealthy and like middle class and lower class. And so they're showing that here where Roddy's character and Keith David's character are out of work, and they're both very hard workers. They're not out of work because of anything, any choices in their life. They're out of work because they've—I don't know—their their jobs are being shipped overseas. You know, right. I think I think Keith David said he was like a steel worker. Yep.
0: Yeah, steel worker in Detroit. Yeah,
1: yeah, and the and the plant has closed down, and and I don't remember what Roddy said he did, but like clearly knows construction and that kind of yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, so anyways, there's just there's that. So I just feel like the 80s really and the the economics of the 80s and all of that really plays this big role. Um, And I like that in real life, it wasn't entirely dissimilar from this. And then this movie, it's not just that, you know, regular reasons for why this is happening. These are boring. It should be aliens. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be aliens trying to make our lives miserable. That's got to be the answer.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that was one way to spice it up. I mean, you could blame it on a lot of things and why not aliens <laughs> rich republican aliens That's what it was.
1: i feel i feel like i should be blaming the world for that now <laughs>
2: yeah. there you go Funny how, th- how things you know almost 30 years ago now are still relevant today so oh yeah it's yeah. like yeah wow 30 years coming around
0: Right, yeah, then. I know.
2: <laughs>
0: 30 years of Reaganomics in one <laughs> or another.
1: That's a lot of Reagan. Oh, a lot of Reagan. That's a lot of Reagan. Um, all right. So sorry. What Charlie actually asked me to talk about, Now I've gone on a really <laughs> huge tangent, um, is I wanted to point out the technology. I thought this was hysterical, and I feel like they really, really ripped off Star Trek.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say, so all the technology that was displayed in it, I think, was supposed to be familiar to some extent, mm-hmm. right? I don't think they wanted to make up something that was like, oh, here's some super unique thing that they have as a way to distinguish ourselves as a movie. I think they just wanted to take all of these tropes and just throw them together in a sort of weird I don't think they were that clever, either.
2: i <laughs> <That'd be laughs> too much into it. Yeah,
0: no, just let's be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to say, for me, the biggest one, the biggest glaring, like, hi, we hijacked this, was their little transporter that the aliens used to, like, I don't know, shoot themselves to other planets or whatever. It's a vertical cylinder that's, like, lights up and the person, like, disappears. It was very much a ripoff of Star Trek.
0: Right. And then, so the aliens do that. Yes. They'll just disappear in this vertical cylinder but then when Roddy and Keith David do it a hole appears in the floor oh. and they jump through the hole Yeah, is no, that a different I, I
1: think that was different I think there was okay. two I thought well, at least my understanding was that their the little watch could like make the little hole appear and mm-hmm. that's why they disappeared but that this like trans porter thing that they see whatever when they're in the underground oh i see the system. one that transports yes different, to different okay, planets yeah, that yeah. was like very much ah, I see. and okay. visually like the way that it like transported the, the aliens visually i felt like that was a major ripoff of star trek
2: oh yeah, yeah. Uh, full disclosure i don't really watch star trek so. <laughs> well i'm, I'm sorry I, I, but, but yeah, still i you know, i mean the technology see, is familiar like, seen the like at yeah. least a
1: smidgen of it Yes. Yeah, I don't know that I'm like this massive Star Trek fan, but enough to that I'm like, yeah, no. It turns out if you're standing, you intentionally stand in a little circle, and a cylinder of light surrounds you, and there's like a little sound, and poof, you're beamed away. Then, yep, no, that's that's their technology. <laughs> no. I thought it was
2: beaming up though, not out. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I'm just no. picking it apart now. Be- be- be <laughs> me out, beam me out, <laughs> it's it's beam, me <laughs> beam me out, Scotty. beam me in a horizontal direction. Beam me out that way, way Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right field, Scotty. <laughs> I,
1: haven't, I haven't really, really thought about that. I guess I always assumed in Star Trek when he said "beam me up," Scotty, is because he was like on a planet and the ship was like above the planet, and he was like "beam me up." Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Okay, I don't know, but I have. I, I will be very, very honest. Especially original series Star Trek, I never had any love for.
0: I'm sure our executive producer could tell us whether or not at any point during the history of Star Trek someone was transported horizontally. <laughs> I'm sure he can vertically. Actually, I'm sure <laughs> this he is where can. he'll do a voiceover to tell us, right? Oh yeah, and he's three, gonna right? break Two, in one. right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the transporter is not a unidirectional device. You can beam up, down, over, back. What is wrong with you people? But if yeah, a lot of it, like the sort of alien technology, the sort of flying saucers and stuff they have, a lot of it felt very almost fifties-ish. Like yes. some of it was sort of very Star Trekky, but other things like. The flying saucers and like That uh, little drone thing. Yeah, the It looked little a little old thing, and clunky. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, but had some newer pieces of technology with it, little scanners and things. And I don't
1: yeah. know, I, I liked it. And then there's also some 80s technology thrown in there. I liked that. For, for starters, when Roddy's character goes into the church for the first time, it is. I understand it's supposed to be a makeshift lab. That they're making these sunglasses with. But basically there's like two beakers with colored liquid in them. And there's some cardboard. Like it is the saddest looking lab. Lab. And I'm using air quotes. Lab I've ever seen. And I was just like, well, that was just the lowest budget thing ever. But anyway, it's fine. So they they make these sunglasses there. But my favorite part is that um, right before like the the action really kicks it up a notch in this movie oh my gosh, guess what, guys? The amazing, like, lab-created uh, contact lenses have just come in. So now you don't have to worry about the pesky sunglasses, which could get knocked off your face, or, you know, somebody could, like, crush them or whatever. You just put these contacts in, you're good to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the actors are like, ah, oh, I can't show up to the set hungover anymore. You <laughs> have <laughs> to wear sunglasses the whole time. But yeah, that was definitely a device where like, we don't want the actors to wear sunglasses all the time, so this is the point at which we get to have them have contacts instead.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If like, it had been 10 years later, they'd be doing LASIK to make them be able to see all the aliens or something like that. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Who knows? Let's see. Yeah, no, well, that would change the plot, though, right? Because mm-hmm. then you could just kidnap people and, <laughs> and LASIK them, <laughs> And there'd right? be the and internet and boom, just, yeah, yeah.
2: The whole thing would be different. Totally yeah. different. <laughs> Probably in a bad way. I
1: was going to say, probably in a really bad way. Yeah. I like how like, the entire world was being fooled by one transmitter placed on top of one cable news station in LA.
0: Right. Well, some of it, they talked about there were certain places they had infiltrated it and they were going to infiltrate more, but it doesn't make Yeah, it doesn't make sense. How, could you, how can you have this work and just be in one place on earth instead of everywhere? If you're yeah.
2: everywhere, it works. But Aliens. Like, not- Aliens. Oh, Alien
0: technology. Right. That's true.
2: <laughs> well, but where's the plan B? He has a little, you know, a twenty two pistol, and he shoots the, the thing, and it, where, where's the other one? Come on, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped the ball here. Really? They, they no redundancy? They, they really
1: didn't that's have it. a disaster recovery plan.
2: <laughs>
0: I guess. It's
1: very disappointing. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the idea, right, is that these aliens are inferior to us, right? So if we ever knew that they were there, then, you know... Or arrogant a... to the point that they felt they didn't need it. Right. They're, they're really bad shots, too. They're very... <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're very inaccurate with their shooting.
0: Yes, 80s action bad guy. Though I was really
1: impressed, I I have to say, in all of the... Well, of course they've infiltrated the police, Mm because why mm -hmm. wouldn't you? And and I did find it fascinating in all of the scenes that you have the police. Obviously, they're very scary. And it's interesting because when you either see through the eyes of Roddy, whoever has sunglasses on or contacts in, it seems like most of the police are aliens. But they go to their way to make a comment that most of the police force aren't aliens. <laughs> and, and you have to be careful about, like, who you're shooting or whatever, because a lot of them are, like, good guys or or, or what right. have you. And I was massively surprised at the huge police force that's available. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, if you think of real life, like, L.A. in the 80s, you couldn't get, like, <laughs> what was that, like, 50, 60 cops that, like, bulldozed the little shanty town and, like, burned down the church. There was a huge force with, like, crazy riot gear. And my favorite yeah. is the van that pulls up that says it's a scientific investigation unit. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it check- was the original CSI. <laughs> I'm
2: checking out those beakers, those two beakers to see what's in them. <laughs> I'm going to
0: have to take these beakers back to the lab and analyze <laughs> this, them. This yeah. one
1: tastes like Tang.
0: <laughs> Just as I suspected, red food coloring. <laughs> So I want to say a couple things about the director of this movie, John Carpenter. He is responsible for so many of these exact same types of movies (laughs) from like the 70s and 80s. If you've seen Big Trouble in Little China, he directed that.
1: Oh, I did see that. Uh, I I, I kind of regret it. But yes, I have seen that.
0: (laughs) I kind of own it and I don't regret it.
1: (laughs) Good for you. Lots of stuff with Kurt
0: Russell. Escape from L.A. Escape from New York, which I guess was before that. Um, Halloween. Yep. So back in the 70s, he directed that probably his most well-known movie. Uh, He's got a very distinct style. I don't know. If you see other movies of his and then you watch this, you could kind of tell that maybe he's the one that directed it. And not Mm -hmm. only does he direct, but he writes most of these things quite often. He wrote the screenplay for this movie, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he does the composing for the movies too no yes. he composes yes. too? he composed that all the music Halloween for this theme. movie yeah
1: interesting yeah. i just assumed like when you earlier when you commented on the music i assumed that was just kind of like a signature you know music he likes and uses i didn't realize he composed
0: yep he does i wow. think there might be people who like co-compose or whatever you yeah call yeah. With he's, him, he's but yeah yeah he likes to do that in his own movies too mm. and then i guess doesn't spring for an orchestra or anything and does it all saves a lot of money that synthesizer. way synthesizer. Yeah, you do. Plus yeah. it was the 80s, so that's what everybody I was gonna did, say, everybody anyway, right? Love loved the themselves
1: thing. some synthesizer in the 80s. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Synthesized saxophone. Here's I always think nice, it's the worst. Tinny sound.
1: <laughs> it's really good. You would be offended though, Charlie, cuz you played the saxophone.
0: That's true. I I can always tell.
1: I just want to say for the audience that I'm sitting in a room that possesses not one but two saxophones.
0: Yeah, you can reach over and touch them <laughs> <laughs> while <what> you're
1: <saying. laughs> oh. Yes.
0: So we can, we can play out the episode for the saxophone duet if people want. I can get Kara up here. And we yeah, I was going to say, because
1: I'm not going to be any help to you. You're going to need your wife to help You're you You're going
0: to be wishing for the synthesized <laughs> saxophones after we get done with that. Uh, but yeah, no, pretty much everything he directs, I like for one reason. Oh, The Thing. It's another thing I put on the list. Mm. or Sorry, it's another movie I put on the list. Mm-hmm. And that one, I actually like a little bit better than this. One even great so, movie yeah we may eventually get to that one i think that one's a little bit more i'd say it's a little bit more well done or i think so yeah, yeah. the practical effects are pretty good and it's a little bit more contained it's set in a uh the a station up in the Ant- in the antarctic or, or something like yeah. that so yeah it's a little bit less well I don't want to say there's less suspension of disbelief. That's not (laughs) really true.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, that depends. (laughs)
0: There's a little bit less to nitpick, I think, in that movie than there is with this. It was creepy. I really liked it, though. So I think John Carpenter was considered to be a very big up-and-coming director, and then just kept doing movies kind of like this where... Hey, that was a great that idea. Kind of his niche, <laughs> and, but Stuck with it. you didn't think about hiring better actors for that. <laughs> or... I just don't think he better thought effects? he
1: needed them. I don't know. Yeah, I
0: think he just kept doing his thing and was I, successful I felt, enough.
1: I felt like he very heavily borrowed from other stuff. At least, again, I've seen this one, but um, I felt like I felt like there were definitely moments when when Roddy first puts on the sunglasses and first kind of sees what's going on and really and really gets this, and he has a run in with the police because, of course, first of all, he has to lip off to the aliens. He can't just shut up. (laughs) he's in the friggin grocery store and like this like rude older woman in a fur coat runs into him and he has to be like god you're ugly and like just be rude to her and so then she's like I've got one that can see and talks into her watch and so now you're screwed buddy if you just kept your mouth shut like you could have flown under the radar a little longer but no the moment you find out you gotta be rude and where does that get you I feel like that's a nice little life lesson for our audience Um, but anyway so he, he runs into the police and, you know, takes some guns and immediately, like, shoots them up. And then very Rambo style. And that was one of the things I felt was very hijackish. Like, oh, you know, he's overly ripped, overly muscled with his mullet and whatever. And he immediately, like, throws on guns, like, crisscrossed across his body and, like, walks into a bank to say his iconic line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I
1: was like, yeah, it feels very Rambo, very so, one-man band.
0: Uh, just to hit on one of the things I can obviously say I love about this movie is all the one-liners. And so let's play the clip that we've been alluding to this whole time that you've all been waiting for.
1: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass oh.
2: and I'm all out of bubble gum oh, shit. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Clearly an ad lib <laughs> line, and when you know he's a wrestler, then it makes a lot more sense. Yeah,
1: it just, I, I having never seen it, I was just t- I told the guys before we started taping that I actually stopped the movie. I stopped the movie. And I was like, wait, what did I just hear? Like I had to <laughs> back it up. I had to hear it a second time. So it's my understanding that a lot of people have heard this line before. And just like you had said, Charlie, you heard the line before. You said to know what movie it was from. I- I had never heard this before. I was completely, it was new. It was great. Letting just just wash <laughs> over me for the first time.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, he just walks in to the mm-hmm. bank and starts killing people. Mm-hmm. Why did he decide to go there? Why is he so sure that what he's seeing is real?
1: Yes, he commits immediately.
0: Yeah, it, it must be correct because it kind of fits what I believe is probably the truth, right? Also, I do want to—I
1: do want to point out one aside that I found really entertaining. Now, we've already said that the aliens are kind of like supreme humans. They—they they have infiltrated the government, and they're very powerful, and they're very wealthy. Like that's a big piece, right? So they're living like the good life, while the rest of the you know real humans, whatever, are living crappier lives. And so um, I did really enjoy that when he does put the sunglasses on and as he's walking around, it's predominantly white people that are aliens. Oh, the yeah. minorities <laughs> seem to be okay. The minorities are totally fine. They're good guys. In fact, I actually started paying attention. There was not one black or Asian alien at any point in this film.
2: <laughs> it's a bit of a social commentary.
1: I thought it was really kind of funny. I was like, yeah, it's all like, you know, annoying white people. <laughs>
2: Uh, I I do like how his worldview did change pretty quick, though, like you Mm -hmm. say, because he had a little speech in the beginning about how he's going to work hard and it's America and he's going to make his way and puts on his sunglasses and he's like, holy crap, wait a minute, (laughs) double take, triple take. OK, fine, I'm going to shoot up the whole world because <laughs> this is obviously not the right thing. You know, my, my point of view is wrong and these sunglasses must be right. Yeah. Somehow. I,
1: I mean... love the subliminal messages too. the ones they chose to have. You know, you have your clear uh-huh. obey and stay asleep. The marry and procreate was probably one of my favorites <laughs> as a woman. And in, in, in particular, like thinking about like women in the 80s, because it was, of course, the marry and procreate was always like ads directed towards women. Ads okay. that were, like, you know, whatever, showing, like, a woman in a bikini, like, on a beach or whatever. Oh, and he yeah. puts on a sunglasses and it's, like, marry and procreate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like you got it. You got it, my friend. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'll get right on that.
2: I like the money. This is your God. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> that
1: was really good. I
2: thought about the In God We Trust. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm,
0: no, that's true. It is Very our Very nice.
1: I also wanted to talk about uh, the the lead female in the film. Meg. Oh, yeah. Is it Meg <clears throat> Foster? Meg Foster. Meg Foster, who has the lightest blue, creepiest eyes I've ever seen on a human being. And I thought it was fake for the movie. And then looking at pictures online, it appears to be her real eye color. Yeah. It's very unsettling. Yeah, that's what she looks like. Village very of the unsettling. Yep. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's her.
0: Was she so, blonde? I don't know.
1: She was 80s-ish blonde, yeah. where kind of like the darker... The darker yeah, roots yeah. or whatever, but but blonde ish.
0: But creepy. But, but oh yeah, I mean, if I had to guess who was the traitor in their midst, I would have guessed that it was her. Right? I, I'm
1: looking at my notes, and from her first appearance, I'm like, is she evil? Question mark. That's what it says <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> So I actually, that's a good question though, but honestly, like, so was she evil the whole time? Cause at first she's a regular human and you can see with his sunglasses or whatever that she's not an alien and she helps him out. She's really kind of weird. Like the acting is, is pretty bad between the two yeah. of them is mm-hmm. exceptionally poor. Takes her, takes him back to her place. He's clearly very like drained or whatever it is from wearing the sunglasses so long. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oddly submissive with her weird voice when she's talking to him and i'm like what is your deal like i can't quite place my finger on like are you are you just scared are you kind of evil like what's your game and she shoves him out of the window (laughs) with the beautiful view um (laughs) down and and then but then later shows up because his sunglasses got left behind and so she sees what the world's really like and shows up and she's seemingly good, but then later, obviously, is the traitor in the mix. And so my question is, was she always have this agenda of being kind of evil?
0: I think so. I
2: think so too. I, I think that she that was her in to kind of infiltrate and see what they were doing, and mm. you know, she just played it not well, but she played it well mm-hmm. enough, you know, right. and then was able to
1: Do you think she knew about the aliens beforehand? Before the sunglasses?
0: I think she had to, didn't I? I think yet? because she worked at the TV station. station the cable, I'm not whatever. sure how many people there did. Didn't know about mm, it. Okay. I think maybe it's a prerequisite for working at the Got station. It. Just say nothing. Let okay. me look over your
1: oh, yeah. resume. Do you know about the aliens?
0: Because <laughs> you're no, you're in.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Because I was, I was kind of on the fence about it, but yeah, I could see this being like a. She was, like you said, like she was infiltrating. She was using it to try to come in and be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, let, that's one of the I'm... parts of
0: the movie I forgot. I actually didn't remember that that was what happened at the end. I mean, I kind of assumed that she was along for the ride and was like oh yeah no that kind of makes well
1: sense. when she when she you know shot frank in the head it kind of cleared things up pretty fast i was like <laughs> and it was funny because again i've never seen it right so i'm watching and i go oh, you know like hands over your mouth i'm like she shot frank
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like frank i
1: like frank
2: <laughs> he took a while to win over but then in the end he was a good guy and he had to die like that that sucked there a
1: lot of punches to the head and face I mean I don't know so much that he was worn over as he was concussed
0: yeah <laughs> pile driven concussed yeah all these oh. things uh, I think this is appropriate time as any to play the clip that leads up to them having that fight scene the epic just, fight if you're wondering about what the acting is like in this movie <laughs> just the way that Keith David delivers this line
2: wait hey you better find yourself someplace to hide and keep praying nobody ever finds you Put these on Look, you crazy mother! Put these on Hey, stay away from me! I'm telling you, you dumb son of it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: this,
0: the line's getting interrupted halfway through. Like, <laughs> you can tell that roddy is anticipating getting punched with the way he delivers the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sign of a great actor <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, just, it just went on so long I know we've said that, but yeah, it just blew my mind How long they spent beating the crap out of each other Yeah, I did appreciate that after the epic fight scene When they are strolling on the street, both wearing pairs of sunglasses now That they did bother to make their faces look swollen And bloodied at least I feel like that's pretty common in today's it films It did I feel like it's common in today's films to not have people look like they've been beaten That's true mm-hmm.
0: Was the implication that there was like a few weeks between when they had the fight and then when they went to that um, the meeting. meeting? The meeting I there don't must know. have been because they just gave up on the makeup did, immediately after that.
2: Did, didn't who showed? Somebody showed up right after the, that. Uh, to... The
1: handyman guy who was part of the church.
0: Right, he that's how they found was. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he showed
1: up at their hotel somehow. Somehow, <laughs> no, explained. I thought it
0: was like Keith David was out and. Got groceries or something. He
1: did, but he was returning to the hotel. Oh, like or the little motel, whatever Mm -hmm. the creepy place. He's coming up the stairs and runs into him. He noticed him. Yeah, that must have been
0: a long time later, and they must have been deciding what to do or continuity errors, and they didn't decide to put the makeup on They're probably
1: just like, we don't care.
2: I don't think they had any leads though either. They're like, well, is there anybody? Who is it? How do we find out? Well,
1: I did like that they're sitting there, you know, in the room, and they have their beer and like chips. (laughs) and and pbr exactly and so they're they're sitting there and they're drinking and they're talking and so once once keith david is you know committed to the whole thing he's like we need to find somebody we can't be the only people who can see this we have to find other people we got to find the people who made these Mm -hmm. and so there's no action sequence after that so like they head out to go find these people one of those people finds them (laughs) yeah
0: that's true it's kind of convenient
1: (laughs) yeah and so and like you said you don't really know how much time has passed yeah
0: There is a scene that they have in the hotel room where they're discussing, I guess, what their plan of action might be. Or now that they know about the aliens, you know, what does that mean for society? (laughs) I know Jessica wanted me to play this clip. I absolutely need you to play this (laughs) clip because it's
1: hilarious. (laughs) Maybe they've always been with us. Those things out there.
2: Maybe they love it. Seeing us hate each other. Watching us kill each other off. Feeding on our own cold hearts. I
1: got news for him. It not be hell to pay. Because I ain't daddy's little boy no more. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the I ain't daddy's little boy no more he just kills me because he has this like of arbitrary backstory that just kind of gets sandwiched in there like i I wonder if he just made it up or if he might
0: have he might have on the spot made it up about his dad (laughs) beating him him, beating him yeah
1: yeah and holding and holding a knife to his throat
0: yeah this is (laughs) talking about his dad trying to saw off his neck with a knife yes something along those lines it's like okay we didn't need this because we don't have anything from that character right nothing the character's not even given a name which tells you something like we don't we don't need anything else yes It's good enough that he kicks ass, right? I think he ad-libbed the entire movie. (laughs) I think these are real things that happened to Roddy Piper that formed him,
2: made him become a professional wrestler. You know, odd stuff like his daddy taking him down to the river and whatever. (laughs) Whatever he did to him, you know, that, yeah, it's just the whole thing was... Every line he delivers, you're just like, what's it going to be now? <laughs> how, can, how can he top it? How can he possibly do better? Seriously,
1: when he says he's not Daddy's little boy no more. I just, I was like, okay. All right, this, 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 this just got real. I did appreciate, uh, so what Keith David was saying before Rowdy says his, his cheesy line, um, felt very 1984 to me. Uh, felt very yeah. like, you know, oh, keeping, keeping kind of the, the mm-hmm. average people occupied with their own misery and kind of their own little infighting. So I, I feel like there was an element of that. You know, it's a sci-fi film. It's supposed to have kind of have that element. I, uh, you know, again, you could either look at it as, oh, that was nice. Or, oh, you stole something else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your point of view. <laughs> it
0: paid homage. That's it. Right? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah, or stole. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I would definitely put this whole movie in the genre of bad action movies, right? Oh, yeah. Even though I, it has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, people think reasonably highly of it. I think it's considered a cult movie now there's so much that we're talking about that's so bad about it um what's the attraction to these sorts of movies that i love watching these movies and i can't always put my finger on why
2: my thoughts on that are probably best summed up in kind of the expectation that's going to be bad and it's so bad that it's good you know that's going to be bad but it's going to have good action it's going to be entertaining because it's so bad it's just it's so simple to me that (laughs) <laughs> i think of like all of jackie chan's movies and like arnold schwarzenegger and all that and yeah,
1: all the really terrible one-liners from arnold schwarzenegger oh
2: they're yeah. just so perfect yeah. in, in exactly. how bad they are and how stupid and cheesy it's just very
1: pun you yes know, pun yeah. laden
2: yeah and uh, i don't know yeah it's just something just, it, yeah, right? i grew up with it and
1: i don't know maybe it's just it's kind of like fairy tales for adults Oh, Almost, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's surreal. It's not like you're buying into this reality at all. But it's fun, and it's a fun place to visit. And it's, you know, the really funny, really ridiculously well-placed line that you're like, oh, of course you'd come up with that one thing to say that's like a perfect pun or a perfect, you know, I don't know. That just makes it, makes it a good time.
0: A lot of things that make me enjoy bad movies is the parts where you start to question why something was done Like, why the decision was made? Why did you choose this line? Mm -hmm. Like, why bubblegum? Like, (laughs) couldn't you just say, we'll do another take? (laughs) No. Come up with something else? (laughs) Or couldn't you have hired somebody else other than Roddy Piper to do this movie? Someone who's a better actor? You just have to ask yourself these questions. And the fact that a lot of times it doesn't have a satisfactory answer. Or when you do dig into the answer, it's something like, budget or the director was crazy or there's somebody else they wanted really couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So
1: I don't know. I almost feel like it's <laughs> these kinds of movies need to exist. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a terrible analogy with food, okay, especially for fat Americans. So it turns out that yes, Like, going and having, like, a really nice meal, like, a really fancy restaurant. Like, the food is very well prepared and all of the flavors are balanced, whatever. And that's, like, a thing. But there's a part of you that loves yourself a Big Mac. (laughs) And I feel like this movie is the Big Mac. (laughs) It's, like, the guilty pleasure. It would be disappointing if the acting was better.
2: Like,
1: there's no way that, like, a... Marlon Brando is going to deliver a I came here to chew bubblegum and kick some ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. You can't you can't I do would that pay from Brando. To see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could be an entire movie. I love that actually. But I do I do know what you're saying. <laughs> but there's something about really good movies and really bad movies and there's something I just hate about mediocre movies. Like mm-hmm. Right in the middle. It yeah. just bores the crap out of me and like
1: Yeah, just kind of like, I don't know, the status quo, what you expect, it's Right.
2: Because this was bad, but it was not boring. No. Right, right. You just, exactly. You, you kept Never wanting, boring. You kept wanting more and going, well, that was weird. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, just at a high level. I mean, yeah. you got you got, you got got a, a wrestler who's a terrible actor. You've mm-hmm. got pretty much no other good actors. <laughs> I mean, like I said, Keith David's kind of the highlight yeah. of the film acting-wise. You got aliens that look super creepy. Yeah. I you know. got awesome one-liners. You've got a lot of explosions and a lot of firepower. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I feel like-
2: It's a winning combination. Yeah. It is a All winning combination.
1: Yeah. And I also want to take a little time out. i I just side thing. So the whole movie, you know, you 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 have a couple, a couple of f bombs, but and you have you have a decent amount of violence. But there's no like gratuitous sex until the last ten seconds of the movie. Yeah. Oh. We just got to <laughs> throw that in out. there. Could
2: avoided it completely, but <laughs> but no,
1: no we're going to go out of our way to include it. And I find it really funny because it it felt uh, very, um, very much like eighties nudity i don't know how to explain that yeah. but like i don't know i'm thinking of um some of the john hughes movies like pretty and pink where you used to seeing it on cable and then at some point you watch it like the real one you're like i don't remember there being this much nudity in pretty and pink <laughs> yeah. and that there is and it's that kind of a thing where she's kind of a random topless woman who happens to be to be sleeping with some guy and it was right after you know roddy successfully destroys the transmitter or whatever and so she looks down to the guy that she is you know currently engaged in a sexual act with and it's like holy crap it's an alien and then the movie ends. That's the last scene. There isn't anything
0: else after that. So abrupt. <laughs> exactly. I First time I saw this movie, I laughed for a good minute after that was done. <laughs> because not only was it reasonably funny, <laughs> exactly, it just, that was the end of the movie. It was just so abrupt. And I'm like, really? That's where they decided to end the movie? I can understand that being a shot or like the second to last shot. And then you show, I don't know.
1: Something else, but no.
0: Yeah, people coming back and taking back what's theirs from the aliens or bashing their skulls. Yeah. No, Something. No. Yeah, yeah. The, the
1: humans rising up, but but no. And I just find that funny because I think about, like you said, John Carpenter is clearly very involved in his films. And so I just envision like an editing decision. No, 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 no. Save that for the last scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and also for the girl, the actor. she's like mom and dad I'm in a movie you probably shouldn't see it
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe the ratings board won't watch all the way to the end of the movie (laughs) if it's the very last couple of frames maybe (laughs) they won't notice they won't notice I mean that's I mean that's the swearing and the nudity too I mean especially in the 80s that was a big thing like there's only a certain amount of nudity you can have Mm -hmm. there's only specific parts of the body you can show and as far as f-bombs I think you got
1: three two it's like two
0: or three Mm -hmm. and then it's R, Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so I felt like they were just like, well, you know, we're entitled to use these. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's put them somewhere. Let's throw them in. Yeah. Do we have in? any nudity? No, here we go. Right, <laughs> right there. What, right we didn't the use nudity
1: yet? yet? I thought we did. Oh, damn. All right, get that girl in here. <laughs> this is
0: the 80s. Come on. <laughs> Do so this. We already wrapped. The actors went home. Oh. <laughs> She's still here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's terrible <laughs> and probably true.
0: <laughs> so if, Justin, if there was one thing from this movie one pop culture reference that you could what what do you think is what's the big takeaway you think from this movie
2: i i think it has to be the reason i wanted to see the movie the quote i mean <laughs> i was immediately intrigued and i i went and watched the trailer and i thought well that was a lot of cuts that was a lot of doesn't really tell me much you know i kind of i have to watch it now so um i think it was it was more than that but that that made it alone that was worth it, I think. That was just too much fun. It was it worth was the ninety hilarious. minutes. And it was just yeah. off the cusp like, You made that up, Roddy. Why would you Okay, it was great. <laughs> it was wonderful.
0: It
1: was excellent. You've gone
0: down in history. Uh the part the part that stuck with me was the fight scene. It's five minutes and 20 seconds long. Is I just really, looked that up. It's yeah. so
1: long. It feels longer than that. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you take away one thing from this movie, I would say it's that. If you don't even watch the movie, go on YouTube and watch that fight scene from start to finish.
1: They really do beat the crap out of each other. It's,
0: yeah. it's yeah. harsh, man. It's wrestling, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like wrestling if they got to uh, do a bunch of cuts and then edit together after yeah. the fact. Uh, so, Justin... Yeah, uh, You've agreed to be on the show. We thank you for that. You've agreed to watch this movie, and at least we think you're a better person for it. So now you have the opportunity to tell our listeners something that they should be watching.
2: I think everyone should check out Prince of Darkness, another John Carpenter film. Have either of you seen it? No. Oh, is that? Which one is that? Is that the one where they're in the church? Yep. Yes. I, they, I have seen creep, that. It's creepy. It, there's like a vial of... Um like goo that is like the essence (laughs) of satan nice and these people come into contact with it and all hell breaks loose essentially and it's just it's
0: that's vintage yeah creepy
2: you know like a lot of
0: they may be not one that people have seen quite as much as no it's
2: yeah i'd say another not a classic but a culty sort of you know it could become yeah could have been but it's not
0: but that's that's another movie i watched because of film sack (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> there you go. so there you go and you mentioned big trouble in, in little china jess i, I think that that's
1: yeah i remember seeing that
2: and and <clears throat> uh that's one of those movies i kind of want to talk about um that i think i found at the movie store if you mm-hmm. all remember the movie store oh Going i do to, you know blockbuster or hollywood video whatever you had and i i think i kind of missed that because i used to find films like this like that's how i found clue um big trouble in little china clockwork orange that was kind of creepy weird but you know (laughs) you found some good stuff and i used to comb the horror sections you know friday nights and pick out a couple good movies and i kind of miss that
1: i do i I agree with that completely because i feel like obviously the the internet's amazing and you can find anything you want but you have to know what you're looking for to some extent browsing is not quite the same
2: yeah and it's it's all there and you've got you you actually have the cover so you can see it you know on netflix or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. thing you're using and you've even got the synopsis but there's something about holding it in your hand and 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 being able to compare it to something right next to it that you might not see right next to it on Netflix and you had the order of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I missed that. And then the candy at the end. Grab my Sour Patch straws. Oh, or whatever, yeah. Nice, you know, nice. Uh, yeah, Snowcaps. I, get... or... I needed I need Raisinets. Oh, there my gosh. Go. Raisinets. There yes, go. they were the
1: greatest. <laughs> Loved me some Raisinets. And actually,
2: I was a little bit late coming here and it, it didn't turn out to matter.
1: <laughs> sorry that's me he's looking at me everybody i'm
2: glaring over in her direction yeah because <laughs> i was, I was dropping some, some
1: of us were 30 minutes late yeah. today
2: <laughs> but i was dropping off books at the library and i was thinking about the library and the movie store and all these things And the library still exists for now but you know there's nothing like the smell <laughs> of the library a library i love and, a library yeah. yeah you know and we have a kindle and all that but it's it's not the same the smell of it, and just the, the feel of the books, and
1: I did actually there. read a, a New York Times article about how e readers are actually not doing very well, and that there is a little bit of a book resurgence.
0: Oh, good, yeah, Even uh, amongst kids, right? Yeah, yeah, it
1: might it might be crap, but I'm I'm hopeful.
0: Yeah, because yeah. there
1: is something tangible. Yep. Really nice. Except Um, the very first book I read on an e-reader or, you know, whatever, not not on paper, was nineteen eighty four, oddly. Yeah. And um reading that and there is something tangible at holding a book and actually knowing how many pages are left. I mean, you you have this tactile experience of turning the page and knowing that's getting thinner mm-hmm. on the one side as you go. And so when I read nineteen eighty four on on an e-reader, I got to the end and I was like Seriously, is that it? Like this? This is how this really ends. So it comes up, and it's so depressing, and so awful, and so anticlimactic. And I was like, "But, but it's over." Yeah.
0: So it's kind of like the opposite of this movie. Yes. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it ends, ends abruptly. abruptly. Ends very abruptly. Oh, you're not quite as delighted <laughs> by the last scene. <laughs>
2: She wasn't very delighted either. We talked about well, that. Yeah, it's that's true. The, <laughs> the actress. The that, yeah. yeah. She
1: looked pretty bored. Yeah.
2: She is already bored. And then that just. Yeah. I mean, the TV was it.
1: on. She was clearly watching TV. <laughs> looks down and is like, whoa, alien.
2: <laughs> I wonder if someone got
0: paid. I wonder if that was it. No one got paid. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I don't have anything that's particularly in the theme of this movie to suggest, but uh Twin Peaks, the revival of it, Woohoo! starts tonight, which won't be at all when we release this episode. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'm expecting good things I hope about so. it. Right? I hope so. I mean, it's hard. It's David Lynch, though. So how He's normal could it be? It couldn't be mediocre. Man. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that one turns out. I want to watch, um, what is it called? Firewalk with me. Have you seen that, Jessica? Mm-mm, That's mm-mm. the Twin Peaks movie that came out after the TV ah. show. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I watched it. I'd never seen the series, and it was one of the most bizarre experiences I've ever Oh, you I've saw it before you saw the series? I saw the movie before I saw the series. What do you I, had do? No idea. Sequence, I dude? didn't know what it was. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> I literally, Charlie. this was back in college where one of the ways that I would watch movies was I would just turn on the TV and something would be on, and I would watch it. And that's one of the movies that was on. So 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 passive like, Charlie. That's a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was just. Ugh. You know,
2: Twin Peaks, you mentioned that. That's funny because it, it's been on my list forever. I've never, never seen it. And I started watching it the other day and I got about two minutes in and got interrupted. So I'm I'm on my way.
1: I, I watched the Twin Peaks <laughs> series, the original Twin Peaks series. Right. Um A year or two ago I think it was two years ago And uh, I I will I will openly acknowledge And and people can Feel free to write in Or whatever To admonish me Um, (laughs) Just mail I was going to say How else Snail
0: mail people Snail
1: mail Did we have a way For our listeners To admonish us Charlie Oh
0: yeah You can email us At cinematicrespect At gmail dot com Perfect Say whatever you'd like
1: So if you want to address Your hate mail to me That sounds good Um, But yeah So I watched Twin Peaks And when I found out uh, How Laura Palmer died I totally stopped watching I
0: watched like two episodes more I'm like, yeah. yep, I don't care anymore. And maybe that's okay. <laughs> from what most people think about the second it was half, so bizarre and season. really good though yeah. for the first part. Yeah, yeah. but it's Fantastic. coming back. It is. It's
2: Woo-hoo! happening again. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, so somebody dies. Check.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you do learn that in the very first episode. And oh. if you watch two minutes yeah. and don't if know you who watch two
2: minutes. It was literally it was like, okay. Maybe it was like a minute. I got like through the credits and then I okay, through the of. really oh, okay. really yeah.
1: slow, very dramatic. Yeah. Credits. I think you
2: see. that, I there's there's that was like an eight, hour and a half. There's a
0: beach, right?
2: Uh, yeah.
0: I, I don't. I don't even remember. I, I literally <laughs> someone will be. I dying, gotta start over. Yeah, spoiler. Alert, someone will be dying very soon, Justin. <laughs> well, okay. they're already
1: dead. Frankly, by the time you start <laughs> the show episode, they've uh, died before you
0: even started watching. Yeah, there was a death.
1: There <laughs> there was a death, and you will be Discovery, and everybody will be exceptionally melodramatic about it. And that's what I love about the yeah, about Twin oh, Peaks yeah. is that it's so overplayed. So I had never seen Twin Peaks and what kind of made me decide to do so in this for better or worse, whatever, is that um, one of my guilty pleasures was watching Psych, uh, USA show, and uh USA Network show, and they do a Twin Peaks, like, homage episode uh, where that they call Dual Spires, which is really <laughs> funny. And they do get two or three of the actors from the original series to be in the episode, which is really fun. Hmm. And so they do some of the cinematography, and they do the over-the-top dramatic acting and, and whatever. It's just, there's a lot of nods. It's a pretty fun episode. Episode. it's clearly people who really enjoyed the original series and they're just having fun um and so after having seen it i was like all right i finally need it like i've been thinking about it anyway but then i was like all right i want to know why these jokes are funny like i want to know i want to be in the loop man I want the
0: context yes. exactly
1: well i want i want the pop culture reference yeah well okay
0: you're right and so yeah.
1: then i brought myself into the fold
0: did you make your did you make your recommendation already? oh no i didn't right. so, shoot
1: right. um i was kind of thinking about kind of over the top uh crazy stories again you kind of you kind of have a buddy cop element like with the two characters they beat the crap out of each other but they end up being on the same team i don't know for whatever reason um hot fuzz came to mind i don't know why even but it was just kind of a an over-the-top kind of sci not even sci-fi i don't even know how to describe it really how do you even characterize that movie uh
0: it's a it's a buddy cop, it's a buddy cop. film it's a buddy cop film it's but An it's homage like homage to action movies. Is but really it's what it's it is. a
1: yeah. it's gratuitously violent. Yes, yeah, and yes. comedically gratuitously violent. Yes. Yes. Um, and so yeah, it just kind of I don't know. There were little elements to this that I was just like head. You know, you kind of have the slow head shake of like you guys are dorks, like yeah. that kind of a feeling. <laughs> and so that maybe was what was common between them for me. But yes, obviously, uh, and I know Charlie, you've actually already recommended it as your, yes, in your top five films. Number,
0: mm-hmm. number five of yeah. my top five movies. I love it. Uh. So, Justin, thank you very much for being on the show. We appreciate you watching the movie and hanging out with us for an afternoon. Yeah, I
1: appreciate you picking this. I complained to Charlie. I'm not going to (laughs)
0: lie.
1: Charlie's like, so, yeah, um we have a guest who's picked They Live. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of that. And he's oh, like, God. I go, was that even on our list? And Charlie's like, yeah, I kind of snuck it on the list <laughs> when you and I were making the list. But yeah, it was there. And I'm like, oh, all right. I don't know what this is. And so I definitely drug my feet. And watching it, I'm like, this is this is amazing. Like, this is, this is something you need to do. It's not great. <laughs> it's not like this is cinematic brilliance. But it is a rite of passage.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know john carpenter i just i can't pass up a john carpenter film doesn't matter what it is i'll (laughs) I'll see it and uh this didn't disappoint (laughs) i I may not need to see it again Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe in a couple of years but um yeah i think it has stood the test of time with its goofy one-liners and you know complaining about fight scenes and and, yeah
1: exactly well thank so yes i wanted to thank you for for inadvertently making me see this film as well
0: Well, I've uh, chewed bubblegum and I've recorded a podcast, so I think y'all better get out of here before things
1: get serious. I feel bad for Kara. I feel bad for Cara. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, she can handle me. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that wraps it up thanks so much for joining us we had a great time and be sure to catch the next episode where we're uh, going to discuss another pop culture gem hope you really enjoyed it
0: and don't forget to check us out on facebook and instagram to hear us discuss more movies and television shows that you really should have already been watching
1: all right do we have any other closing
0: I don't think we have anything. Uh, I, I I had a one liner that I didn't get a chance to eat.
2: Mama don't like no tattletales or whatever he says. <laughs> Mama don't. <die. laughs> I love that one. Yeah. There's I was like, Mount keep it trying. <laughs> your, your face looks like it fell into a cheese dip in 1957. <laughs> or seven? Yeah,
1: exactly. I was like, wait, what?
2: Huh? <laughs> 31 years ago? That is some
1: trash talk, no my kidding. friend.
0: That's <laughs> uh, safe. Uh, if Bernie Sanders were a movie, <laughs> it would be this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see no it. chance to use that. I'm sorry.